If you heard the sound of cheering yesterday, it wasn't just about the news that Ben Johnson was staying with the Lions. It was auto dealers saying, thank goodness we have a product mix that we can sell. With word from General Motors Chairman Larry, Mary Barra and her uh, teleconference call with analysts stating that, yes, General Motors is going to go back into the hybrid business and give consumers a bridge to an EV future rather than forcing EVs upon them that they are just not ready for. Uh, what does this mean going forward, though, in terms of complying with all of the very strict emissions mandates out there? Keith Naughton watching it all for uh, Bloomberg Business. He is their auto business reporter. Keith, good morning. Good morning, guy. This is manna from heaven for dealers <laughs> who have been begging for some kind of an option for, to, to con- front consumers who say we're just not ready for this yet but again we've got the state of california we've got the biden administration jamming up automakers with these very strict emissions regulations how can they fulfill and comply yeah i mean hybrids are hot right now guy Uh, they've really made a strong comeback as you know we've had hybrids on the market for a quarter century the prius has been from toyota has been around forever but last year, hybrid sales grew by 65%, which is a faster rate than, than electric vehicle sales grew, and they represent more of the market. Consumers are looking at hybrids and saying, this is a good kind of middle ground. I can still lower my carbon footprint, I can get better mileage, and I don't have to worry about charging, and these cost a lot less. But will they face sanctions from the Californias and the followers of California and also the Biden administration that say, no, we need you to be full EV by this date. Yeah, you know, I think what dealers are saying, and certainly what the GM dealers were selling Mary Barra, is we need to have vehicles we can sell here and now. And EV growth is slowing. Uh, it's only expected to grow about 10 or 11% this year versus 47% last year. So they need an EV now. And you can still, you know, get credit for uh, making progress on the emissions regulations, even as they toughen with a hybrid. So it does give the auto company something. It's better than just selling an ICE vehicle. But obviously the ultimate goal of the Biden administration is is to go all EV. The way they are structuring the regulations, the market would be three quarters EV by 2032. Um, These numbers, GM sold 2.6 million vehicles in the United States last year. 75,000 and change were electric. However, they were the discontinued Bolt EV. I mean, do they go back to that since it was successful? You know, what Mary Barra has said, uh, they did discontinue the Bolt in December. Uh, They're going to bring the name Bolt back in some way, but on GM's uh, new Ultium battery. That, they say, is their future. That's going to underpin their electric vehicles, but the launch has been very slow. Mary Barra said she's been disappointed in it. Um, This year, they're going to come with more kind of popular priced vehicles, more vehicles that will be in the middle of the market. So they're hoping uh, they get the growth, but they need the hybrids for now to fill in the gap. And, you know, and given the industry's uh, that the recent emphasis on EVs, you know, what role do you see these plug in EVs playing in the broader context of, of GM's electric vehicle portfolio and, and the automotive market really as a whole? Yeah, you know, GM had a, had a plug in EV called the Volt with a V that they discontinued in 2019. A lot of people are saying that's the first one they should bring back because that vehicle, uh, you, you, could, you could go for more than 50 miles 
just on electricity mm-hmm. before the gas engine kicked in. So it, it was a kind of an engineering marvel, but it was small. It didn't fit the truck and SUV trend. So maybe take that technology and put it in a vehicle type that's more popular. So what does this do to General Motors' financials? I mean, they were looking at a future where they were going to do ICE vehicles phasing out to EVs. Now you've got to develop another product line up here in the middle to act as a bridge. How much is that going to squeeze margins and add to their development costs? You know, we're seeing this over at Ford. Is, as the pivot is more back to ICE vehicles and, and hybrids, which are profitable vehicles, it actually helps the financials. So, uh, you know, GM beat estimates yesterday in their earnings, and their forecast for the year was much higher than uh, Wall Street expected, which, you know, helped their stock yesterday. The, the fact remains, they make money selling ICE vehicles. Those are the most profitable vehicles. People want SUVs and pickup trucks. And so the more of those they sell, the better they do. It's the question that you raised earlier, Guy. you got to meet these more stringent emissions regulations that are coming not that far down the road. So they have to prepare for that. What about Ford and Stellantis? I know they haven't reported yet, but where are they in all of this? Well, uh, Ford and Stellantis both have, you know, good hybrid businesses. Uh, Ford in particular does very well with its uh, hybrid F-150 pickup truck. They're doubling production of that truck. They expect it to be 20% of sales of F-150, the top-selling vehicle in America. They also have a very hot seller in the Maverick hybrid, their small truck. Uh, that, that represents 60% of, of Maverick sales. Over at Stellantis, they have uh, plug-in hybrids with a Jeep. The Jeep Wrangler uh, and Grand Cherokee both have plug-in hybrids that are very popular. So GM has been out of the hybrid game for several years. They really need to get back in to compete with their direct competitors. That's what their dealers were telling them. What about the the uh, court of public opinion here? We know that the, those are on the far left, the green energy folks. Um, they didn't like it when Toyota, I mean, they tried to throw Akio Toyota off the board, for goodness sakes, when he had the temerity to suggest that going full EV was a fool's errand. Um, how will they react politically to this news from General Motors? Yeah, Toyota's looking pretty smart right now as the top hybrid seller uh, with hybrids as, as hot as they are. Uh, you know, what Toyota's point is, driving a hybrid does still lower your, your carbon footprint. It does still do something uh, toward attacking climate change. So, you know, it'll be interesting to watch the environmental groups. They have been harshly critical of Toyota for not uh, going full EV. So it, that's that's a question on, you know, how are people going to, look at hybrids. It's still an advancement. And, you know, are you going to, you know, sacrifice the good for the perfect? Exactly. And I think they've the case that they've made, Keith, um, showing how much it shrinks the carbon footprint quicker, more affordably, and, and, and it's better than the rejection that you were getting from consumers. It's like, it's not half a loaf. Take, take an 80% <laughs> loaf, for goodness sakes. Yeah, it's some electricity rather than no electricity with with an ICE vehicle. And, you know, the average price of a hybrid is $42,000. The average price of an electric vehicle is $60,000. Yes. What's happening is mainstream consumers are pragmatic. They're saying, I can't afford that vehicle, and I'm worried about the charging infrastructure. 
with a hybrid, there's no worry about the charging infrastructure and the price is right. So will this, uh, you know, with the with GM going into hybrids and the other companies uh, with their hybrids, is this going to, you know, uh, maybe wake up the Biden administration and tell them maybe they need to kind of slow down on their acceleration of adopting these EVs in the U- U.S. so quickly? That's what that's what the uh, dealers are pushing for. They've been writing President Biden, asking him to tap the brakes uh, on EV mandates. It's going to be a very um, I think talked about uh, issue in the presidential election this year because uh, uh, Donald Trump is, is anti-EV. He calls them job killers. And that's been a point that really resonates with a lot of voters. So that'll be something that will be key to the debate between the two candidates. No question that the green energy debate has been a tough one for the Biden administration and a good one for Republicans. Keith, we appreciate your time, sir. Sure. Thanks for having me on. All right. Keith Naughton, Bloomberg Business Reporter, and uh, you can read him at Bloomberg.com. Good stuff. When we come back, the Crumbly trial. A school official says he didn't have reasonable suspicion to search Ethan Crumbly's book bag. Well, what is reasonable in the minds of the parents who suffered such tragic losses? That story next on JR Morning at 649. Time for your Mobility Minute, S&P Global Mobility Minute with Stephanie Bridley, brought to you by Dana. Dana, people finding a better way. The likelihood of a second Biden-Trump contest this year sets up potential for another dramatic shift in U.S. environmental policy in 2025. This could profoundly impact the auto industry. Change in the White House leadership or in congressional majority may lead to changes in the federal tax credits and incentives meant to spur manufacture and purchase of zero emissions vehicles and to the regulatory environment. Changes in the availability or allocation of funding could trigger changes in capital allocation and timing for planned automaker and supplier investments. If compliance requirements are lowered, the market could move more slowly to ZEVs and put medium-term investment plans into question. In the long term, however, continued progress to a ZEV future is supported by global policies and is expected to continue. S&P Global Mobility's baseline forecast sees U.S. EV light vehicle market share near 45% in 2030. Depending on the actions of the next administration, that share could be below 37% or over 50%. I'm Stephanie Brinley with this week's Automotive Minute from S&P Global Mobility, formerly IHS Market.